The basis for this morning's message comes from Psalm 8, and I'd invite you guys to read it along with me off the screen. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? You have made him a little lower than God and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Today, I want to walk through Psalm 8, looking a little closer at each verse. As we read through the psalm, you may be awestruck at the profound mysteries described, which aren't always answered, but are simply left to be marveled at. I invite you to dwell on those things with me as we hear what the psalmist has to say. Here again, verse 1, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. I remember one summer evening, I was out in the Australian countryside, hours from the biggest city. I laid down on a picnic table, put my jacket under my head, and rested there for hours, staring up in amazement at the sky. When it's a clear night, the grandness of space and the amount of stars you can see is overwhelming. I couldn't help but be in awe of God's creation the scope, the grandeur of it all. God placed each of these stars in place with his fingers. He created the animals I had seen earlier in the day, the mountains that were off in the distance, the ocean I had flown over to get to Australia, and and all that is in it. Even the skies and the moon were set there by his hands. And yet, he is above it all. His glory is above the heavens. The refrain of Psalm 8 rang out in my head. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. How great is our God. I was caught up in wonder. The psalmist continues in verse 2. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. It can be truly humbling when you look out and see all of creation. When you see the stars and the grandness of our universe, you start to realize your own smallness. Sometimes we feel small in the face of creation, in the midst of all of it. Sometimes we feel small as we come into contact with great challenges. Sometimes we feel small when our enemies and those who seek to harm us close in. But the psalmist says that out of the mouth of babies and infants, the weak, the useless, those who can't even change themselves or feed themselves, God declares that there is strength enough in their mouths 
to defeat the enemies, to stop the wicked and the avenger. How can this be, God? How do the weak and the helpless stop the enemies? How can they defeat the avengers? The psalmist doesn't say. This is simply a mystery for us to marvel at. But the psalmist does declare that God continues to work his strength and power even in the smallest and weakest of things. Like the hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God, reminds us, let this world's tyrants rage, in battle we'll engage. His might is doomed to fail. God's judgment must prevail. One little word can fell him. God often displays his strength in the things this world considers weak and foolish. He does it in many ways that we do not expect, for God's ways are not our ways. In our lives, if we understand God's ways, God's strength, it's often only in hindsight as we look back, but in the midst of it, we often fail to see how God is working. The psalmist continues in verse 3 to 5. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than God and crowned him with glory and honor. When we see all that God has made, it creates a sense of awe. We may feel small, Yet God, in his greatness, created us and cares for us. Author Marilyn Robinson put this psalm well when she wrote, After the vastness of the universe is made to feel small compared to God who put it in all in place by his fingers, the scale changes again. We see our smallness to the heavens and the smallness of space to God, and yet still we are known and cared for. Verse 4 asks the question, why? What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? God, you are so great, and yet you have said that we matter. We were created by God, but so were the stars and the moon, the planets and oceans, mountains, plants, and animals. In fact, the psalm does not only say that God is mindful of us, it says that we were made a little lower than God. Why are we so special? God, you have crowned us with glory and honor. So the question is prompted, how have we been made a little lower than God? The psalm seems to be remembering Genesis 1, 26 and 27. We were created in God's image. The psalm is looking at our place as the pinnacle of creation. The temptation for us is to be like God. That's what Adam and Eve gave into. Instead of being content with the place they had been given, a great place in God's creation, and being created in God's image, they wanted to rise above. The fall in Genesis was actually upward. We wanted to be something greater than we were. We wanted to be God. But God created us in his image to care for his creation, to be in partnership with him. Just listen to verse 6 through 8. You have given dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all the sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, 
and whatever passes along the paths of the sea. The psalmist reminds us that while we are given care of creation, we are still part of creation. God has put these things under our feet. We haven't done it ourselves. This is how we have been crowned and made a little lower than God. We were created to be in created to be in a unique relationship and partnership with God in care of his creation. That last sentence can cause us pause. God created you to be in a unique relationship with him and to care for his creation, to partner with him. We don't know why he chose us, but he has created us with purpose and care and designed us for this. We were created to be managers of creation, to care for it, to steward it appropriately as a gift from God. Even in the Genesis account before the fall, Adam was told to name the creatures, to care for the garden. He had purpose in working with God to care for creation. When we see our own smallness compared to all of creation and compared to the greatness of God, the magnitude of the task he invites us into should humble us and draw us into praise for our great God. And so the refrain comes up again as the psalm closes. We marvel at our place in creation and our God. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. If Psalm 8 is in part about how we are to use, see, and care for God's creation, we should feel convicted. We have failed as God's creatures. See, the fall was upward. We, we were not content to simply be like God. We were not content with what we were created for. And so we abused the position and the honor God has given to us. We were not satisfied with our ability to subdue creation, to put it under our feet and to be a little lower than God. As theologian Gerhard Ferdy once put it, those God-like qualities are not gone, but now they are bound in Satan's revolt, trying to be like God. We use and abuse God's good gifts in many ways. In fact, we've, in many ways, we have lost sight of the stars. We fail to see our own smallness in creation. We've lost perspective. We've lost our place. Instead, we want to be like God. We want to be God, to take his place. We want to know the answer to every why. We want to control every when. We want to make the hows happen according to our plans. We want to take the place of God, and we forget that we are part of his creation. We are a creature, not the creator. This psalm draws us back to the truth of our place and to the profound mystery that God has honored us. In this way, Psalm 8 helps us to slow down and focus again on the greatness of our God as we take time to reflect on it. We see the greatness of God even more in Jesus Christ. Jesus was sent as the perfect man to do what we could not. He did not seek to elevate himself, but he came as a servant. In Philippians 2, we hear that he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but rather he humbled himself to death, even death on a cross. In Hebrews chapter 2, 6 through 10, we see how Psalm 8, this psalm, was applied to Jesus. The psalmist writes, or the, the author of Hebrews writes, rather, What is mankind that you are mindful of them? A son of man that you care for him. 
You made him a little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor and put everything under his feet. In putting everything under him, God left nothing that is not subject to him. Yet at present, we do not see everything subject to him. But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source. That is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers. Mankind, humanity, is actually patterned after Jesus. We are made in his image. After all, he is the firstborn of creation and of the new creation. Jesus is the fuller picture of the redemption of all creation. Servanthood is what it looks like to fulfill our place as God's creatures, created to manage his creation. God has given us honor and created us unlike anything else in all creation in his image. Jesus was made a little lower in his humiliation. He emptied himself. In the incarnation during his earthly ministry, he became one of us, a man who could be killed. But he also humbled himself by not using his powers during his passion and death. The glorification of Jesus then is in his vindication, in the resurrection and the ascension. He has been crowned with all honor and glory as the king of kings. And because he has come for us and died for us, those of us who are in him will also receive the benefits of his resurrection. We are being remade and restored into that perfect image of God's likeness we were intended to have. That's the gospel. That's the good news that though we have fallen, God promises he is remaking us through the work of Christ. That those who are in Christ are being remade, renewed, restored into that perfect image, restored into that position. Because God has been mindful of us, God will bring us today and through onto the last day as his people to sing and lead the praises of all creation, singing that refrain, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. That is on the lips of all creation and on all of God's people. And I pray that that is on your lips throughout this new year and into eternity. Amen.